Welcome to Mind Matters News. I'm your gregarious host, Robert J. Marks 2.0. We're here to talk about AI. AI design ethics requires AI to do what is designed to do and no more. But problems pop up in complex systems, including any attempts at generating artificial general intelligence or AGI. AGI, whether you think it'll be achieved or not, will by necessity be complex. And the more complex a system, the more that it can go wrong. To talk about this today is our guest, um, PhD student Samuel Haug and freshly minted PhD Dr. Justin Bowie. Both are members of my research group and are really smart. I really feel fortunate to have worked with them and to continue to work with them. So Sam, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Okay. And you too, Justin. Yes. Thank you very much for having me on. Okay, I I want to start out with something that rings of Paul Harvey's The Rest of the Story. Either Sam or Justin, have you ever heard of Paul Harvey? I have not. No, I have not. Okay, That that shows I'm a senior citizen here. Paul Harvey had a series on the radio... Uh, a very popular series, in fact, wrote a couple of books too, where he recounted a sometimes familiar story and then added a little twist at the end, kind of an Alfred Hitchcock twist at the end, which few or few, if anyone, had ever heard about. Uh, and the twist at the end was the rest of the story. It was a little elaboration on the story that nobody expected. We're going to do this today with some popular AI stories. And the twist is going to be something not well known about how AI failed. These failures called unexpected contingencies are our rest of the story. Uh, And so it will illustrate some of the shortcomings of AI and illustrate this idea of unintended contingencies, which we want to talk about in the podcast. We'll start out with some simple examples, and then we'll get more serious cases involving human life. The list is from a peer-reviewed paper that Sam and I wrote with Bill Dembski, and it's a peer-reviewed paper in the IEEE Transactions on Systems, Man, and Cybernetics, and we'll make a link to that available in the podcast notes. Uh, So let's do the following. I'll tell a story, and Sam, I'd like you to give the rest of the story, give the story's twist at the end. Is that okay? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. First one, number one, Jeopardy! is one of the most popular quiz shows in the history of television. Uh, Could AI win at Jeopardy? Well, it made big news. The answer is yes. In 2011, the world champions in Jeopardy took on an IBM computer program named Watson. Watson didn't respond to every answer correctly. It wasn't designed to do so. But in the end, playing the game Jeopardy, Watson recorded a resounding win over both of these other Jeopardy! champions. And that made headlines, but people left out maybe a little quirk in Watson. So Sam, what's the what's the next what's the rest of the story on this? Yes. So in this particular contest, there was quite a, a funny occurrence where um, uh, Alex Trebek asked one of the contestants uh, a question uh, and the answer that uh, the human contestant gave, uh, was what are the twenties as uh, as the answer to that question, uh, which was noted as incorrect by Alex Rick, and immediately afterwards, uh, Watson buzzed in and gave the exact same response: what are the twenties? And obviously, this answer was incorrect because uh, it was just uh, revealed to be incorrect 
And this was something that uh, the programmers of Watson did not did not foresee. Yeah, this was an unintended contingency. I imagine when the Watson programmers heard this duplicate response, they facepalmed and they go, oh my gosh, that was such an obvious thing we could have put into the software but chose not to do. Uh, just fascinating. Uh, you know, Watson had great plans for itself in the field of medicine after it premiered on Jeopardy, but it failed. The idea was this. There are just hundreds and thousands of different papers published in the medical field, and wouldn't it be wonderful if Watson could mine all of this data, which is which was published in the medical field, and then based on a query from a physician who gave symptoms and details about the case they were dealing with, was able to respond with a list of papers relevant to what was what was happening. This would save the doctor from wading through thousands of papers in the in in the literature. Watson contracted with medical research uh, group and hospital, MD Anderson. But after a while, MD Anderson just fired Watson. It just wasn't doing the job. And in fact, we listed this as the number one in the top 10 AI exaggerations, hyperbole, and failures in the year 2018. We listed this on Mind Matters News. Since then, IBM Watson's application expectations have even fallen further. And so we're not sure what's in the future for Watson, but we can see that uh, even though it was working well, it did have this unintended contingencies. Okay, e- example number two for the rest of the story, and this has to do with also another IBM piece of software. In 1997, IBM's Deep Blue software beat world champion Gary Kasparov at chess. This made world headlines. One of Deep Blue's moves was particularly curious. The unexpected move psychologically threw Kasparov off his game and he lost. Kasparov looked at the move and said, I can see no reason for why IBM Deep Blue made this particular move. And it blew him off his game psychologically. Uh, One of the chess experts who were commenting about the game said, quote, it was an incredibly refined move of defending while ahead to cut off any hint of counter moves. Well, you know, I, I guess skill in a game is like interpreting art in a painting. Some people will look at a painting and, and some will think this is great art and others will say this looks like a kid's finger painting. And that was indeed the case for this um, incredibly educated commentator. So the interesting thing is what is the rest of the story? So Sam, could you could you kind of finish this out? What is the little twist on this deep blue move? Yes. So uh, <laughs> this one's also a little humorous here. Um, it turns out that over a decade after this match, uh, one of the uh, computer scientists who designed Deep Blue, uh, Murray Campbell, um, he confessed that the move that Deep Blue made that threw Kasparov off his game uh, was a random move that Deep Blue had chosen uh, because Deep Blue was unable to choose a good move. And so he just chose one at random. Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, I think one of the quotes from Murray is Kasparov had concluded the counterintuitive play must be a sign of superior intelligence. He had never considered that it was simply a bug in the code. So I, I, that that was that was just a fascinating sideline of the rest of the story about Kasparov being beaten by IBM Deep Blue. Okay, third story for the rest of the story. A deep convolutional neural network was trained to detect wolves. 
Now, deep convolutional neural networks, they do make mistakes in their classification. That's just the way that it works. But this one incorrectly classified a husky dog as a wolf. And so the designers of the code went in and did some forensics and they found out that this was a fluke of the neural network. What, what, what happened here, Sam? What was the rest of the story? Yes. So uh, <laughs> uh, this seems to be a theme of some humor in these stories. Um, the, uh, the neural network in this particular instance had not been training on the features of the animals that it was classifying, uh, but it had picking up on uh, the fact that all of the wolf pictures that it was fed as training data had snow in the background. And all of the dog pictures that it was given as training data uh, did not have snow. And so the neural network had not learned anything about the features of these animals, uh, but had just learned to detect the presence of snow. That is really incredible. Justin, have you found out that this is something that which can happen in deep convolutional neural networks? Have you ever bumped across it? Yeah, it, it's pretty, it is pretty comical when you see things like that. It, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with how the network's developed and, and how it's trained. Uh, you know, it takes some very careful thought and pr- preparation to uh, not only design uh, a neural network, but to train it. And in, in fact, you know, it, it's, it's often said that the 90% of a system's value is in its training and input data, right? Data is everything. Garbage in equals garbage out. And it's funny, I, I, Chuck, want to hear about that story, but, you know, just for, for kicks, a couple of weeks ago, I built uh, a simple little convolutional neural network to uh, classify cats and dogs. Uh, it did so with, with, with really good accuracy. I think it was in the order of like 97, 98%. Um, and then for, for, for laughs, uh, I fed it a piece of fruit. I, I fed it an image of a, of a kumquat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it turns out, uh, kumquats are a lot like dogs apparently. <laughs> so there's some, you know, just some oddities, some peculiarities that, that go into developing these systems. And it, again, it's it, garbage in is garbage out. And if you're not thinking about some of these contingencies, you may never come across them. That's incredible. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay, story number four for the rest of the story uh, that we're talking about. Uh, self-driving cars are still under development, and despite promises, are still very far away from a level five, which a level five is a self-driving car doing what a human can do. So self-driving cars in early development were trained to watch out for things like pedestrians, deer, and road debris. You don't want to hit a pedestrian. You don't want to hit a deer. You don't want to run over road debris. This worked out most of the time, but um, there were some serious flaws, at least in this early development. So Sam, what's the rest of the story here? Yes. So this one, there's a very serious side effect that happened uh, in 2018. Uh, An Uber self-driving car in Tempe, Arizona actually struck and killed a pedestrian. Uh, because it was unable to correctly classify this pedestrian as a pedestrian and as such did nothing to avoid the collision. Um, one of the engineers uh, that worked on this self-driving car uh, thinks that the the vehicle was able to see the pedestrian, but that it was not able to correctly identify it and avoid it. And it's just a, a very, very sad uh, occurrence of a, an unexpected contingency. So I think the bottom line here is when AI involves human life and the potential death of a human being, 
you have to be very, very careful about unintended contingencies. I also think that early in the uh, early in the development of self-driving cars, that um, windblown plastic bags were often interpreted as deer and stationary plastic bags were sometimes considered road debris. And so these are things which can be fixed. And we still have hope that this artificial intelligence that caused this death of this pedestrian in the Uber self-driving car can be corrected. But still, this was a, a terrible unintended contingencies, and they remain a, a, a major obstacle in the development of level five self-driving cars. Justin, you have any comments on this? Yeah, it's it, it's one of those things that uh, I think the self-driving nature of, of cars is, is is still quite a ways away. Um, there's a lot a lot of systems out there that can reasonably identify pretty much every road hazard you know, with a high level of confidence. But uh, yeah, when it comes to human life, it's one of those things that, you, you know, even a three, 4% chance of misclassification is catastrophic. Um, you know, so I, I think a lot more due diligence needs to be paid to classification and detection systems. And, and um, it's something that uh, I think it's just going to take some time to tackle. Yeah. And, you know, Tesla keeps coming out with all these press releases that they're doing great things and they clearly are are, are doing great things. One of our writers at Mind Matters News, uh, Jonathan Bartlett, comments extensively on Tesla's update. And I've talked to some people with some Tesla self-driving cars. They can take their hands off the steering wheel for a while, but Tesla will warn them after a while. It says, you know, your hands haven't been on the steering wheel for a while. Let's see them. And so they're not ready to go to totally autonomous self-driving cars as of yet. Okay, here is the the fifth story. And the stories are getting more and more serious now. We started out with little things like Jeopardy, having IBM Watson repeat an answer. That was that was a little curious thing. We just got done with talking about how Uber, the self-driving car, would um, uh, kill people. And now we're going to get to something which is very serious. It's a complex system that could have caused millions of deaths. Let me give you an example. Or let me give you the story, I should say. During the height of the Cold War, uh, the U.S. and the Soviet Union were existing on the political knife edge of something called mutually assured destruction or MAD. Uh, The idea was is that if the United States blew up Soviet Russia, then Soviet Russia would blow up the United States and both of the countries would be flat and glow in the dark. In order to play this terrible game a little bit more intelligently, the Soviets deployed a satellite early warning system called OKO, O-K-O, and OKO's job was to watch for incoming missiles fired from the United States. On September 26, 1983, OKO detected incoming missiles. At a military base outside of Moscow, sirens blared and the Soviet brass was told by OKU to launch a thermonuclear counterstrike against the United States. Doing so would result in millions being killed. The officer in charge, Lieutenant Colonel Stanislav Petrov, looked at these incoming missiles and he felt that something was fishy. It just didn't feel right. The United States would not launch a preemptive strike doing this sort of strategy. So after informing his superiors of his hunch that Oko was not operating correctly, Petrov did not obey the Oku order. 
Upon further investigation, Oku was found to have mistakenly interpreted sun reflecting off of clouds as incoming U.S. missiles. In other words, these, these signals were simply the sun reflecting off of clouds. There was no U.S. missile attack, and Petrov's skepticism of Oko's alarm may have saved millions of lives. So we've gone from the very innocent to the very serious of what happens with AI unintended contingencies. Unexpected contingencies from complex AI can become more and more serious, as we've seen. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I play Alexa. And when you can't get Alexa to play a song you want, it's annoying. But it doesn't cost any human lives. On the other end of the spectrum, killer self-driving cars and detectors of thermonuclear strikes can't be allowed to make mistakes. If they do, lives will be lost. In the examples that Sam and I have gone through, we, we have run the gambit from the very innocent to the very serious. The name of the paper which this is outlined in is called Exponential Contingency Explosion, colon, Implications for Artificial General Intelligence. It's by Sam, William Dembski, and me, and it appears in the peer-reviewed AI journal IEEE Transactions on Systems Ban and Cybernetics, and Sam is the first author. Now, in that paper, we also do a bit of math. We show that the number of contingencies can increase exponentially with respect to the system complexity. The number of contingencies can become so numerous that they cannot all be looked at individually. This is troubling. This is not good news for AGI, which by its very nature must be very complex. We'll explore this exponential explosion of contingency increases as complexity increases linearly next time on Mind Matters News. I want to thank my guests, Sam Haug and Dr. Justin Bowie, for their really interesting insights. Until next time on Mind Matters News, be of good cheer. This has been Mind Matters News with your host, Robert J. Marks. Explore more at mindmatters.ai. That's mindmatters.ai. Mind Matters News is directed and edited by Austin Egbert. The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the speakers. Mind Matters News is produced and copyrighted by the Walter Bradley Center for Natural and Artificial Intelligence at Discovery Institute.